0: Hi, I'm Paul Jay, and welcome to the analysis.news podcast. This episode is produced in collaboration with Other News. Other News is an international press platform that disseminates analysis, insights, and information about global issues in English, Spanish, and Italian. And you can find it at other-news.info. Amnesty International reports that on October 15th, members of the World Trade Organization failed to agree on a landmark proposal made by India and South Africa to temporarily waive certain provisions of the TRIPS Agreement, a global treaty governing intellectual property rights relating to COVID-19 medical technologies. If agreed... The waiver would suspend the implementation, application, and enforcement of certain intellectual property rights, such as patents on pharmaceutical products, and facilitate the development and manufacture of more and lower-cost COVID-19 diagnostics, treatments, and vaccines. Amnesty said, faced with an unprecedented pandemic, there is an urgent need to remove any barrier that might prevent the development and production of sufficient quantities of Affordable COVID-19 Diagnostics, Treatments, and Vaccines. Medicine Without Frontiers, MSF, reports that the proposal was a landmark move that would allow all countries to choose to neither grant nor enforce patents and other intellectual property related to COVID-19 drugs, vaccines, diagnostics, and other technologies for the duration of the pandemic until globe herd immunity is achieved. MSF said that, quote, a global pandemic is no time for business as usual, and there's no place for patents or corporate profiteering as long as the world is faced with the threat of COVID-19. MSF continued, during the pandemic, treatment providers and governments have had to grapple with intellectual property barriers to essential products such as masks, ventilator valves, and reagents for test kits. So... What this is all saying is private ownership of intellectual property rights is perhaps killing millions of people. Now joining us to discuss this is Riccardo Petrella. He's an Italian political scientist and economist. In 1991, he founded the Lisbon Group, which was composed of 21 academic, business, media, and cultural decision makers, so as to enhance the critical analysis of the current globalization. He's also a member of the World Social Forum and the Porto Alegre Manifesto. He established the International Committee for a Global Water Contract in 1997, of which he's General Secretary. And starting in 2003, he took the initiative to set up the University of the Public Good. He's an emeritus professor at the Catholic University of Louvain in Belgium. Thanks very much for joining us, Ricardo. Thank
1: you for the invitation.
0: So start with how you got involved in this issue and why you think it's so important.
1: Since many years, I have uh, initiated with other fans in the world, in particular, for instance, uh, with the group of Lisbon in the 90s, action of... uh, Conscientizations and mobilization of citizens against today economic and political system based on competitiveness as the imperative dictating the basic choice in the allocation of available resources of the planet. I have initiated a process of defending the common goods and public goods that are essential to life and created precisely in university uh, for the common good. this explains why as uh, agora of the inhabitants of the earth, which I promoted again with uh, several hundred friends from the world, because we consider that uh, the intellectual property right translated. On a practical basis, on the patents, patents on living organisms, which means molecules, cells, and genes. The patent is the instrument by which private subjects can become exclusive owners for 17 to 20 years of the, the use of uh, the living organisms that have been uh, patented. They are the the lords of uh, uh, the living organisms that have been uh, subject to patents. And this is incredible. This is a principle which is not acceptable on all levels, uh, theoretical, ethical, political, social, and precisely, you mentioned, introducing this talk, uh, you mentioned that uh, the, the, the patents on living organisms is considered to be a threat to life, a threat to human existence. It's an existential, you said, threat. And this is true because It's inconceivable to become owner of life, to be the owner, exclusive owner of uh, living species.
0: Well, I'm sure you've heard the argument, but let me make it. The pharmaceutical companies that are developing these treatments that have to do with living organisms and and antibodies and such, uh, they say if they don't privately own the technology or science that they develop, there's no reason for them to invest in it. So what's the answer to them? Because they're saying this proposal by South Africa and India, uh, some have said it's an existential threat to property rights and that that would then uh, hold back uh, scientific advancement because these companies wouldn't invest.
1: The, the, all the argument that um, uh, those who are in favor of uh, patentability of uh, uh, living organism is that if you don't remunerate the investments done in research, in production, in manufacturing, in distribution, and so on, of uh, uh, drugs and related to technologies, there is uh, no advancement in science and in research. And this is false, and this is not correct, the more so that we know that the research, investment in research, the so-called basic research, is uh, primarily financed by uh, public money. Even in the United States, uh, fundamental research is not done and financed by private corporations. Tra- training in people, training scientific people, scientific workers in universities, etc., is mostly, with a few exceptions in the United States, is uh, mostly financed by public money. Applied research itself mm-hmm. is financed by public uh, uh, research programs. Most of the so called applied research is financed by public money. Additionally, uh, 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 private corporations receive a lot of subsidies and contributions through innovation programs, startup creation programs. And at the end, the investment by private corporations in research on the vaccines, on drugs, is very, very limited.
0: And in this particular case of COVID, not only are the big companies getting subsidies to do the research, but there's no risk involved for them because because they know they've got a guaranteed market. The governments around the world are all going to buy it.
1: Exactly. Through advanced market commitments, definitely private corporations are guaranteed that they have no risk in manufacturing billions of doses of vaccines. Because they have already guaranteed that these doses will be both they, 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 they are paid in advance, and definitely uh, they are paid uh, in advance uh, on basis of a price that they pretend they claim to fix themselves without any negotiation with the public institution and governments. They accept the negotiations with the government about prices concerning advance and market commitment regarding access to uh, vaccines and drugs in the poor countries. But as we know, uh, this has been in the last 20 years one of the main causes of conflicts between uh, the countries of the south means uh, the the poor uh, countries or countries at the middle level income uh, because uh, companies always pretend to uh, deliver uh, the vaccines and the drugs at a very high level cost. I remember the, the fight that the India government uh, uh, was obliged to uh, to carry on against a uh, buyer because they wanted to, uh, 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 they asked uh, for a, a month' doses of a very efficient drug against the cancer. They wanted to uh, let people in India to pay five five thousand five hundred dollars uh, per month, and even. The Financial Times making a comment on this uh, was uh, uh, upset in saying, "How could you buy a claim to, uh, to uh, for uh, five thousand five hundred dollars per month when there may be zero point two percent of the Indian population who has such even such an income revenue?" And definitely, the Indian government succeeded in in, uh, a Latin local uh, company to produce it, listen, is for $70 $70 per month. And the chairman of Bayer was uh, (laughs) uh, fired uh, because uh, in interview to Financial Times, the pre- uh, by the president, said uh, in uh, to re- in um, uh, responding to the question of the uh, journalists, say, listen, honestly, we didn't design, develop and uh, produce uh, these uh, drug anti-cancers for African or poor countries uh, uh, sick people. We produce this for the rich. Sick people in the developed countries, and by fired the president is saying, "You, you were, you, you, you were correct in, uh, in the saying this, but you should never say it." And uh, the uh, 20 years ago, uh, there was a very big fight between uh, South Africa and uh, the uh, 39 laboratories or, or pharmaceutical companies in the world. Uh, which uh, uh, just uh, 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 asked the tribunal to condemn South Africa because they didn't respect the patents on uh, uh, vaccine anti-AIDS. And uh, they wanted uh, to, uh, uh, p- to impeach South Africa to use uh, locally produced vaccines. Uh, at that time... Uh, in South Africa, there were more than 5 million AIDS-infected persons. And they, according to these 39 laboratories, they were had no right to use the uh, vaccine, vaccine and AIDS because it was uh, con- under control of their patents. This is the fundamental patent.
0: It's crazy, right? Right now, right now, more than a million people around the world have died because of COVID, uh, and the proposal by South Africa and India, which is now more or less dead in the water, because they went to this meeting October fifteenth, and the decision was postponed. And by postponing the decision, it's it's about the same thing as as killing the proposal. Uh, and uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people could die as a result of this decision. Uh, and some of the, a few of the countries that uh, voted to postpone, even though many countries were in favor of it, these were more medium-sized and poor, uh, lower-income countries, but Canada, which tries to uh, present itself as – you know, benign Canada and human rights Canada. Well, Canada was one of the countries that voted to postpone. No, no, no surprise. The United States voted to postpone. But the, the but there's a deeper kind of question here. I, I mean, the proposal was only temporary. They said temporarily allow the patents to be used. Um, but but I guess these countries that have big pharmaceutical industries, they think if you open the door to temporary if you even open the door at all to the principle that millions of lives might be more important than the profits from the for the pharmaceutical industries if you allow that door to be open you might not be able to close it they cannot
1: open they cannot adopt a, a open posture or attitude because if they accept a small opening Uh, They are afraid that they destabilize the entire fundamentals of uh, a capitalist economy in a knowledge-based economy and a knowledge-driven economy. What is essential today is that the, uh, the intensive technologization of economy led necessarily private capital to try to become the owner of the con of knowledge. Knowledge is the most important production factor. They couldn't leave to uh, public or to collective or to common uh, uh, regime. And this is why they. since now the introduction by the Supreme Court of the United States in 1990, which was the worst sentence I consider that the Supreme Court of the United States did, uh, they, uh, they legit the given authorization for the patentability of living organism. Since 1990, uh, capital uh, corporations will never accept uh, the abandoning of uh, the uh, principle of uh, private patents on a living organism.
0: At the United Nations, Xi Jinping, the president of China, uh, he said China is actually going to share their technology. Here's a segment of what he said. Uh, Going forward, we will continue to share our epidemic control practices as well as diagnostics and therapeutics with other countries provide support and assistance to countries in need, ensure stable global anti-epidemic supply chains, and actively participate in the global research on tracing the source and transmission routes of the virus. At the moment, several COVID-19 vaccines developed by China are in phase three clinical trials. When their development is completed and they are available for use, these vaccines will be made a global public good, and they will be provided to other developing countries on a priority basis. So so here's China, uh, who's all being accused of every horrible thing in the world by the Americans. Uh, they're going to share their technology, and the United States voted to postpone this temporary waiver to defend its pharmaceutical industry. Um, how important is this decision by China?
1: It's a difficult to have a definite assessment of uh, uh, this decision. The only thing that we can say today is we must trust Chinese uh, colleagues and Chinese people. Uh, But uh, it's important to note that uh, Westerners do not trust with Chinese. And uh, today, they even didn't pay attention to the uh, statement and declaration of Jinping, uh, GP. Because, because they don't believe. And and finally, uh, they have a kind of a sense of superiority. They, they cannot accept that uh, uh, China might be more developed in the field of science and technology than the United States or Europeans. There is a kind of uh, a blockness in the Intelligence of our Western leaders, they are feared that uh, they, they would lose credibility if they uh, uh, were going to pay attention and welcome these kind of uh, cooperative offer from China, and uh, uh, and uh, and this is one of the big problems today of trust uh, uh, society is based on trust. If members of society do not trust each other, you don't have any society. And internationally speaking today, trust has been destroyed, in particular by our own countries, by the Westerns, by the North people. We, We trust only ourselves. We consider that our technology is the best saving our uh, instruments for our survival. And uh, the uh, debate now uh, at the WTO on this point shows that only the uh, Western powers that dominate the WTO can believe only on their solutions.
0: Ricardo, I think it's even more than that the 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 western countries and we're talking particularly united states uh, canada europe but mostly the united states they th- they see the intellectual property trademark patents and such it's a way of uh, making the developing world pay them for developing and 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 it's a way of, they think, maintaining a certain amount of hegemony, uh, competitive uh, advantage over China. At the heart of this intellectual property rights fight between the United States, and Europe, and China, is this question that uh, is the West going to be able to maintain their technological scientific advantage? And they see not only China catching up, but they want China to pay through the nose. On the other hand, they've been taking advantage of cheap Chinese labor all these years. Um, and they think that's just a one-way street, that they can milk the Chinese cheap labor, but not have to give up anything on the intellectual property rights side. And China's been saying, well, no, the, the part of the exchange for the cheap labor is you are going to give up on some of the intellectual property rights, and it's a very critical core fight. Uh, in some ways, even for the Chinese, but indirectly. But it goes to the heart of whether how global capitalism is going to work, because as you said, intellectual property—you uh, know, not owning private ownership of knowledge and even living organisms—but the, these these rights are the heart of imposing. Uh, the the power of finance, the power of uh, uh, corporate America, and so on, because if 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 that private ownership of intellectual property breaks down, not only does it open the door to a big breakdown of all these uh, WTO guidelines on private ownership. But of other stuff, too, and people start saying, well, if, if there shouldn't be private ownership of intellectual property for the public good, well, there shouldn't be private ownership of water. There shouldn't be private ownership maybe of health care. There shouldn't be private ownership even of big banking. It opens the whole question to a more socialized solution to the problems. So, so there's a lot at stake at this, what looks like just a humanitarian proposal.
1: I, I, I do agree with all what you said. That there is no logical mm. legitimation of having a private ownership on living organism, on water, on land, on knowledge. And uh, you are touching the core of the problems. We have abandoned this uh, basic wisdom that characterized fundamentally the uh, past centuries' evolution of our societies. Right. People who didn't even imagine that, that they could uh, become an owner on a private level of the water, of air, of uh, the mountains, of uh, oceans, and we did. But this is our... Capitalist society which does not accept any other form of existence of life than the private, privatized form of life. And this is why the fight today is fundamental. It's not a question of China or the United States. It's not a question of Bayer or Sanofi or AstraZeneca and others. Is the question are we citizens ready to accept that the future of uh, mankind the future of life on the earth is depending on the private appropriation ownership of life decided in terms only of financial value the uh, bad patents on uh, drugs and vaccines, says that our societies accept. And this is why it's a scandal. It's a scandal that uh, the uh, leaders of the world today, leaders from the United States, Canada, Europe, Japan, etc., uh, accepted this piece with a scandal to consider that financial value of all forms of life are more important than the life itself and more important than the rights of uh, all human beings and all uh, living species, the right to life. This is the question today. And I think that uh, we must analyze the the terms of uh, uh, the uh, let's say now the f- negotiations negotiations among all of us negotiations between Africans and us negotiations between europeans uh, and americans negotiations with russian and chinese for a, a new humankind or humanity pact social pact which rejects any form of private ownership of life. This is why since 30 years I'm fighting against privatization of water. But we those who have been fighting against the privatization of water, uh, we didn't succeed. Today water is commodity, a commodity. In financial terms, uh, finance operators call it the ultimate commodity. Water for financial people is the ultimate commodity. You can imagine what will become what is as ultimate commodity uh, life. And the more so that I repeat this, I insist on this because it's important to underline it uh, that knowledge is the basis of our, our economy is the most critical and and important factors of wealth production. And this is why the privatization of knowledge, the privatization of university research, the privatization of university uh, teaching, the privatization of uh, even secondary schools, the privatization of uh, drugs, The privatization of seeds is the most terrible things that we could have invented.
0: All right, thanks very much for joining us, Ricardo.
1: I appreciate it very much, your invitation.
0: And thank you for joining us and listening to the analysis.news podcast. And please don't forget the donate button at the top of the webpage.